awal. Okay, are we recording it? Yes. Are you ready? We are. Yes. Welcome to Community Alchemy, a podcast hosted by Brian V that's filled with community fails, spilled tea, and knowledge drops for the scrappy, curious, and voracious community builder. We're more discussion-based with a light peppering of practical know-how and guest panels. Our goal is that you get a laugh in, feel less alone, and give yourself some credit for doing the difficult yet fulfilling work of community. Let's get into it. Hey, hi, and aloha. Aloha. (laughs) Hi, everyone. Uh, We're going to kick things off with a little spin the wheel question game, which no one else can see, but it's fun for me and Vic. Oh, this is perfect for us. Um, Not like, okay, wait, that's going to sound presumptive. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Okay. How (laughs) How did you meet your best friend? To clarify, I'm not ascertaining that we're necessarily determine the relationship just kidding your your life best friend how did you meet what an excellent question and this is going to have people judging me um immediately so yep my best friend yemi is my heart and soul and we met at the university mm-hmm. of maryland um our freshman year so 2008 Uh, She currently and is, uh, she lives in London and she's a Brit and she was playing basketball at Maryland. And uh, I like saw her from afar with her team and she's like six, six and stunning and just a bundle of the best energy. She's a super magnet. And I saw her from like way far and I'm going to be her best friend. Like that's my girl. I just know it. And this has only (laughs) ever happened one other time in my whole life. Um, and I'm still friends with that person too. But later that evening, I asked some people like, where do the basketball girls go out to chill? And someone told oh me gosh. dead. Cause it's like a total sick campus. Like, that's like the town is the campus. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody knows what, yes. like you go to route one, there's four bars. It's one mm-hmm. of these four, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the whole team was there. <laughs> this is rom-com style right no. now. <laughs> and I went in. Of course I saw her and luckily she had, she and I both had nameplate necklaces, you know, like the total nineties. Oh yes. Um, and I just went up to her and I was like, yeah, yeah me. And I just started talking to her as though she forgot who I was and we (laughs) had met before. (laughs) It was a total. You um, are such a creeper. (laughs) (laughs) And Yo, this is how you know she did the same thing to me. She looked at my nah. name. I saw her look at my nameplate. And then we just went on to have a whole conversation, busting no. out laughing at the end, like, yo, you know that I know that you know, right? And we both did. And we truly <laughs> were like best friends from that day forward. It's, I mean, it's 2022. So it's been a long time. No. I have up and what? surprised her in London, like all the way into the house, surprised her with her, a few of her other best friends, her mom knew. And, um, oh yeah, like, yeah, that's my girl. She spent oh every Christmas God. with me of college wow. in my house in New Jersey. Cause she wasn't going to fly all the way back to the UK. Like that's my sister. That's my sister. So don't let the story fool you. I am a creeper, but I <laughs> go with my gut is the moral of the yep. story. <laughs> I was not expecting that. That is like, I know that's truly out of a movie. Truly it's in the storytelling is all I'm going to say. 
Um, how'd you meet yours? Oh man. Well, okay. So I feel like we actually kind of discussed this in the last episode of my feelings of like best friends. So it's like, yes. it's always a hard thing for me to be like, this is the singular best friend. So I, cause it, it, I do think it's seasonal and that's not to disregard the level of depth that I have no. with my best friends. It's just, it's, I don't, I don't, well, anyways, so current best friend. Yes. <laughs> that, that makes it feel like you have like a, a MySpace, like top five. And if like, if I'm I mad know, at you, I might like demote vibe. you from it, but it, but it, so it's, I'm trying not to, but anyways, we met in, <laughs> in college. We had, oh my gosh, this is so funny. We like became friends later when we both moved to Portland, but we technically like went to, and we were like in the same friend group in, in college, um, that like group of girls that were all really close still, but we were technically in the same like education for, um, education for America. It was this God awful class okay. back when I was a math education Dead. major and Dead. the professor Ugh. would say like super, I, it, it like angered me how, like how awful the professor was. Yikes. So I started tracking like a Google doc of all the crazy shit yeah. he would say. And I shared it <laughs> with Very you. And I would okay. just, uh, it, oh gosh. So it, I wouldn't say it was like the spark of the quite the rom-com moment that you had. But, you know, eventually we really, <laughs> our friendship connected. Our friendship blossomed. <laughs> yes. Connection yeah. over yeah. commiseration. Okay. I live for that. <laughs> she totally. said, time to move on. Got it. Got it. <laughs> enough about my education in America class. So how Vic, did you get into community building work? And we talked a little bit about this last time. Okay. So I feel like this is going, hopefully my hope is that my roller coaster uh, ride to getting to where I am in this career will feel resonant to other people because let's be real um how does anyone get here <laughs> it's innate like somehow you were in community in some way shape or form so mm. i would go back to again the fact that i was an only child so i always wanted to be in the community space but it wasn't called that mm. and it wasn't until i was definitely graduated from college and trying to figure out what are the next steps after like the recession uh, and my little BA degree, right? Mm, so yeah. I signed up for the Peace Corps and thought that that would kind of catapult me into something that made sense, which was somehow related to travel, somehow related to education, and like maybe the rest would figure itself out. Mm. And uh I mean, the truth of the matter is I got arrested in the midst of my application and they dropped my application. I know. What? Very, very annoying set of events in truth. Everything's been expunged, oh. but so scandalous. Oh. And um, I thought like my I, life was over. I know you don't know this story. <laughs> I don't know this story. And I'm like, I'm like, wait, can I... We're recording. You know, Am I allowed to ask I about the story? Totally Am I fine. not allowed to ask about the story? You are. You are. I just thought I would skip over it. How could I? Um, <laughs> oh, BT Debs got arrested. God. Right. <laughs> LOL. Side back. note. <laughs> I'm a legitimate adult now. Everything's fine. Um, I mean, the truth is 
I applied to the Peace Corps and I thought I was going to go to Fiji to work with um, the youth there on health and nutrition and wellness. So with that idea frame, I thought, oh, it might be a good idea to, to get some experience in those arenas prior to starting. So I was able to get a kind of like live-in internship situation at a urban farm in Kansas City, Kansas. Um, so KCK, not, yeah, yep. thank you. Um, if you know the difference, you know the difference. And it was <laughs> in an urban setting intentionally, uh, aquaponics, mm. you know, urban mm-hmm. agriculture, uh, mm-hmm. friggin' just the whole thing, solar, everything. Very, very dope. And then I was going to work at a Jewish summer camp, which was in Western Massachusetts, and I loved it and felt like I missed a whole childhood by not having summer camp experience. So Mm. we'll be providing that to my children one day, whenever they arrive. (laughs) Um, But it was at that point I got dropped from the Peace Corps application because I had gone back and forth, back and forth with my like advisor saying, Hey, are you sure I'm still going to be able to go? I have a whole letter from my lawyer. Like it's a misdemeanor. The shit is going to be dropped. Da, 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 da. She said, yes, yes, yes. So eight months into the process, I was already Ugh. there, you know, it's like a year long process. So I was nearly there. And then Ugh. they said, actually, no. And I was really devastated. And, um, I had gone to a music festival in New York and I was with, with the wrong people. And, we got arrested mm. for paraphernalia. So it was not a fun time, but Oof. honestly, I am still here. So that is like the most <laughs> important thing to be quite honest, because the things that we had, mm. I don't know if we would be. So, I mean, that's a story mm. for another time, but to, to, you know, quickly get there, it's like, I, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. So that's mm. absolutely fine. Um, but, or rather, and after that but also seeing the thread of working in this inner city community in kansas city working with this more um like religious but kind of cultural jewish community actually more like Mm -hmm. new york brooklyn jews um and being with them and spending time and learning about their culture and stuff and and how um crucial they view consistent and alternative types of being educated like outside Mm -hmm. of the classroom it, I think what happened was I saw, I started to see a golden thread of something, mm-hmm. not knowing it was community, not knowing maybe it could be youth or something, but mm-hmm. it started there because I know at that time I also made a whole business plan to um, start my own summer camp. So very, I always do that. Wow. Um, but then, <laughs> then I got my first big girl job at that nonprofit and they did not have a community, but there were volunteer event directors that I mm. oversaw, like the growth of those directors and maintaining their, basically I was an account executive, right? Mm-hmm. So there would be stair climbs and races around America, and we were trying to get into different cities in order to raise money. And mm. the d- event directors had no way of talking to one another. So that was something um, that I had thought of which I, Mm. I, that feels like the right start of where, of where this all kind of came from. Mm. But prior to that, I was in the classroom, you know, substitute teaching. And I will always say teachers are the original community managers because yeah, I mean, there's a billion reasons as to why. So Mm. I was in long-term, long-term maternity leave uh, positions there. So that's why it felt much more Mm. 
community driven because I was with these kids over the longer period of time as opposed to just here and there. So yes, long winded, but I don't know who's wouldn't be long winded of getting into community. I mean, because <laughs> like I'm trying, you know, because you toss yeah. the things at the at the Velcro wall and you see what's friggin' sticking, and then inevitably you're able to look back and do a retrospective of yourself and be like, hmm, I wonder what the thread was or what the pattern was, mm-hmm. and you can see more clearly where you leaned. But in the moment, it was really all just frenetic, harried energy of like. I'm a thing. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. But really, they totally. all connect interestingly. H- have you found that to be true? Yes. Yep. 100%. And you know, I finally distilled down last year and, and this is like a little bit flexible. I'm curious how it will change over time, but like came up with a statement for my life's work. Cause in, in that exact exercise of like, what's the thread here? <laughs> like mm-hmm, what is, mm-hmm. what's the thing that I like seems to be true about the energy that I have and give when it comes to my work and my craft. And so, Mm. and the, the statement that I came up with was my life's work is to craft intentional spaces where people can experience transformation through beauty and community. Oh, you spent time on that one, girl. I love that. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, but it's, but you're exactly right. Like, especially in those in your twenties, it's, you're just yeah. throwing the spaghetti at the wall and then Truly. and you can't really see the greater tapestry until you step back but you don't have enough time to to have the perspective no. to step back until later so i think the best you can do is like throw yourself kind of kind of throw yourself at as many things as you really have capacity for in a way that doesn't burn you out <laughs> i think or that does that our does and you just are us which is fine everything's fine <laughs> i think finding that those is- Finding those edges is really helpful. (laughs) It's so true. And, you know, it makes me think back also to as we were like growing up in the working world, as things were changing, right? Like in our time on the planet, there became the internet, there became a complete paradigm shift in how people work and like what it looks like and Mm. what work means and how it has to be valuable or not and whatever. Mm. And... I just think about all the undue fucking stress I put on myself to somehow be like my parents in trajectory of like how Mm. outside society is viewing what I do and Mm. what my career is called and Mm -hmm. that there is security, which (laughs) equates to financial security, that I have health insurance, that I have, you know, that I have paid time off, that I have da 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 da. And had had i known (laughs) yes being (laughs) entrepreneurial is more of the riskier dicier road i Mm. do i am finding how much more fulfilled i feel on a Mm. daily basis in its absolute open armed liberty that i can engage in any day Uh, and uh, what i put in is what i get out i mean right i know i'm talking to me with you but like right yes we i want to have like a dedicated episode where we talk about like for me i think what you're speaking to what you're speaking to in me is my generalist superpower that lends itself really nicely to an entrepreneurial role (laughs) (laughs) where I not just, and I think the, I've had a lot of reframing, reframing around 
my skills as a journalist because I used to see it as, mm. um, you know, you're, yep. you're just, you're not, you're not so you're not niche. good at any one thing. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. you just sort of like float around and now, yep. and I, I was given some language around that when I actually quit, um, my full-time role yeah. at Seiko. And the, the language that was given to me was you, in order for you to thrive in a given day, you have to hit six different skill sets. And that okay, go more, expound, <laughs> expound. I it like was, what I'm hearing. Was, yeah. Well, it just reframed it rather than like, oh, this is a weakness. This is like 90% of this person, this kind of mentor person who was walking me through this was like 90% of jobs yeah. are created for specialists. So he was like, you're in a really unique place as a generalist. You're going to be able to see things that 90% of people cannot see, but you're also in a job market where you're looking for a role where 90% of the jobs are not a good fit for you. Yes. Oh my God. It's like, so you either need to, and we're getting so off topic here, but we'll, we'll circle back because like you either need to a find a company that has a lot of trust in you. And that essentially gives you full freedom to customize your role so that you can hit these six different skill sets. He was kind of like, don't resist it. These are the six skill sets you have to hit in a day. So make sure that you find a role that does that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> you mean I don't have to like force myself into like the data box or the social box oh. or the entrepreneur box or the, it was like all, it, it was like, oh, I want all of them. And that's just how it's going to be. So that's what I have to, it, it helped me. anyways. I'm so well, you know, right now, listen, listen, you're allowed to get into the rabbit hole. That's the beauty of these conversations. We're off topic, but we're on topic, girl. Do not stress. <laughs> but I was going to ask you like, so in figuring that out and learning where you tend toward and finding it more as a superpower as opposed to how you used to view it, mm-hmm. um, did you have any big fails in community that mm. showed you, like, was it a fail, right? We say fail. Mm. I'm more of a you win or learn sort of person, but mm-hmm. sometimes you just don't hit the mark. So I'm wondering, had you ever tried to be niched and detailed and maybe that's Ooh. where the, the the mistakes happen or yes. like, what have you found to be true? That's actually a really good question. So yeah, and I'll kind of back up and talk a little bit about okay. how, because this all connects to my role at Seiko and essentially why I left. Um, mm. Well, there were a lot of reasons, but. <laughs> but this one, yeah. <laughs> this one, specific one. Um, so I formally got started in community through my first job out of university, which was uh, as an intern for this social yep. enterprise startup. Yep. And I was working in customer care. I had worked there. I, I worked there as an intern for about six months and they released a role for someone who would like head up starting this direct sales program. So, yeah. um, creating essentially like an, a more robust ambassador program where our top customers are joining with the brand to share about the product in their communities. Um, we had no idea in what format. We thought at the time, like, we're going to target college students because, mm. hey, they're all like living together. <laughs> that yeah. seems like a viral huh. thing. Great. Great. <laughs> Every That's time. a place to start. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like, picture me like carting just like a wagon of like sandals Dead. from like sorority to Hot sorority on like this <laughs> <Palm laughs> weekend. <laughs> God help me. Like, yes. Oh, so the things we do. Um, right. So, anyways, they released this role, and I literally at the time was like, and I, I'm just going to share this little 
this little side story because I think it's I think it was significant in my in my journey. Yeah. It I saw the role posted. Literally didn't even did not even cross my mind that I could possibly apply for it. I was like, yeah. they yeah. obviously went someone with experience. And mm-hmm. it wasn't until the the one of the co-founders reached out to me and was like, hey, I'm like a little bit curious why you haven't applied to this. And oh. it was it, I was kind of embarrassed that I literally hadn't even thought that I could. And she kind of through that email gave me permission, which I didn't know I needed, but right. sometimes we need some help. Yeah. And she said at the end of that email, um, you know, I'm a little bit surprised you haven't applied for this. Are you, we were looking for someone who's like hungry and scrappy and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Are you interested? Or are you hungry? I think she said. And in all caps, I replied back within like 30 seconds. I'm starving. <laughs> Which is like, girl, like, yes, don't hold back. So on brand for my like 22 year old yep. self who was like, Absolutely. I will do anything for anyone. Yes, I'm famished. <laughs> Good God, help me. Am, if you're looking for a a starving young um, budding entrepreneur, that's me. So, yep, I um, basically joined with them to in that role to start that program and it was heavily it was a sales role it was a marketing role but once i left 6 years later i realized oh my gosh i've been doing community for 6 years <laughs> right yeah um so yep. but the one of the reasons that i ended up leaving was you know as the program grew and we grew it from i think there were about a thousand fellows by the time i left we grew the company to i mean when i joined it was like I think around a million dollars in annual revenue. And okay. when I left, it was um, over five. So we, Good. it was an incredible, incredible opportunity to be a part of that, um, that team. And, and honestly, like that program of ambassadors, we call them fellows is, was the yeah. primary growth and revenue engine for the company. So huge opportunity, oh. but as the program developed, you know, my, and the company kept growing the co-founders Ben and Liz were like hey what role do you want to move into like you it's you know the world's your oyster what do you want to continue to like specialize in where do you want to move into and I was so I didn't realize at the time but I just I didn't know and I was so I was struggling with like I can't picture what my next thing is here like that it was like that specialization is what was really um really had me kind of paralyzed <laughs> and that was mm, that's it, a great word choice honestly uh, it stuck. wasn't stuck yeah. it stuck I was like I I just yeah. couldn't have a vision for what that could look like a more what a more right. specialized role could look like for me and part of that is like our own co- incapacity to incapability wait yeah we're incapable yeah, incapacity. of like yeah our incapacity to envision what currently is not like I think I've realized more and more over the years like I am so my human brain is just so limited by what is directly in front of me like if I am in pain today I have such a hard time and visualizing a world in which I will not have pain tomorrow like it's just it's so we're so like limited by that as humans and so anyways I didn't quite have a vision but I also Part of that was because I was a generalist trying to force myself to be a specialist. Part of that was I didn't know what the options were or have a vision for what it could be. Yeah. But 
Um, ultimately, I decided to to leave, found more of a language around being a generalist, and was like, oh, that's why, that's part of why. <laughs> ah, it, all the eyes are being dotted. Wow, what a time. Hell yeah. So, Hell yeah. So yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. I didn't answer your question about that being a big fail, but that was, that was definitely, I mean, it, it, it felt like a failure to quit my job without having a new job. Right. Let me tell you about right. that. Okay. <laughs> she said I was stressed. Uh huh. When you've That's been like, looking for like, yeah. I mean, I was, I was looking and networking for jobs for three months before yeah, I was like, I am actually just going to leave my job without a new job. Like huh. yikes. What? She said, I'm seeking safety, but never mind. <laughs> never mind. I'm just going to go ahead and, and be a risky, a risky John. That's hilarious and very on par with who you are. Like, you know what, everybody? Frig it. <laughs> myself. Listen, if you oh. haven't gotten snaps for, the, for that, for being the you that you oh. are, I'm giving them to you because that ain't easy. Oh, oh thanks. That friend. takes courage, <laughs> right? It I mean, was, shit. It was honestly, it could not have been better timing because then a week later, a week later, the pandemic hit and I was like, what the f did you just do? yeah yeah would have been laid off anyway so here we are oh yeah. man it was wild mm -hmm. um what about you did you have any do you have any fails that quote fails learnings that haunt you <laughs> my winner learn uh mindset yes mm -hmm. um as you were talking i hate to say i was writing it down because i am abysmal i get, will get lost in what you're saying and have no idea how to respond to myself <laughs> so um i thought of two things <sighs> that were like straight fails in my opinion. And the first was not having a mentor early on or a coach, right? Mm. Um, yeah. Now now it's coach, but um, I think a mentor of any kind or like an, a, being an apprentice in some way, I just I just wish we, we had those days of apprenticeships mm. that you can learn through doing because that is the way that I learn. So like, I love to get on a call as you know, and like share screens and literally walk through what it is we're showing each other because that's the mm. best way for me to learn. Like, that's why I have a big whiteboard. I like to work it all out, preferably yeah. with someone else there. So inevitably, I was actually just given a mentor in community by like one of the best managers I've ever had, Hillary, shout out uh, at Osmosis, because mm. she basically messaged me and said, you know, you have professional development, you don't have to take a course or class or get a book, you can have a mentor and we actually have someone in mind, do you want to meet her? Mm. And it was a match made. I mean, I, wow. I love my my mentor still, Lisa Vigil. She was um, head of community at Code Academy and has since moved on from there. And we remain in, you know, semi-close contact, like once, once or twice a month, we just catch up. But that especially back to our original point of this podcast of being like solo dolo out here not knowing what i'm doing um it was wonderful to have alisa there as a sounding board at minimum i mean basically community therapist if we're not going to call them a mentor basically that's what she mm -hmm. was for me and yes she helped me with literal practical items but really i was able to vent and she understood what what i was saying um mm. so yeah, that was yep. that was big. And then and and that's worth why their I, weight in gold. worth the weight in gold. And that's why I wanted to offer that as well. So when I mm. left Osmosis to be a consultant and Osmosis is still a client of mine, um, I primarily wanted to be one on one with with like 
newbie community managers to work with them in helping them to fish, right? Like mm. I want to guide you to learn how to fish and then yep. we can just get together and keep on honing together basically. And it's a yeah. cyclical process. I'm learning from you by doing this, by being in service mm -hmm. to you. And mm -hmm. hopefully you're learning from me because I've been doing this for a few more years than you, like nothing crazy, right? So that is mm -hmm. that is something that is dear to me. And then another fail, well, my fails will always be around boundaries. Shocking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I made the mistake of, of listing my phone number on my Slack profile. Ooh, I've done that before. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. First, fifty fellows have my phone number, yep. and then my phone just mysteriously fell in yep. the river. <laughs> oh, got him. She Crazy. said, "I don't even know what happened." <laughs> yes, I had never blocked anybody in my life prior to that, so I was getting called often, way too yep. often, yep. um, way outside of the lines. Way you y'all yep. are yep. coloring outside the lines, like. Yep. It is 4 p.m. on a mm -hmm. Sunday for me. You're bugging. You're actually yep. bugging. Yep. I don't work on this time or on this day ever. Yes. So yes. that was a big learning for me. And <clears throat> I know that, um, like I work with student communities, right? And a lot of them, uh, it's very cross-cultural collaborative. So mm -hmm. that certainly means across time zones. And it's on WhatsApp. <laughs> like mm -hmm. that's where a lot of other com communication does naturally happen. And I thought, oh, I got to be in every mix. And mm -hmm. uh, that's mm -hmm. probably a big learning is I actually do not have to be in every mix. And I can instead encourage and support natural leaders to arise and mm -hmm. take over and yep. provide them with the opportunity to show themselves without being a hoverboard helicopter parent, which I yep. will never be and cannot be anyway, because mm -hmm. I am a total, like, relatively <laughs> hands-off leader. <laughs> like, that... I got you. I'm totally oh. around you. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm circling yep. you. If you fall, mm -hmm. I, you will not hit the ground. Um, mm -hmm. But you, you go mess up. Like, I want yeah. the knees to or be you scraped. Might, and that's okay. Yeah. That's, I hope so. Ugh. Okay, this I is hope so. So aligned. she said we're going off topic. I can't, but no, yes, we are. Is, please. So this morning <laughs> I was on a call listening to Navi lead yeah. a tutorial in the Heartbeat community. Amazing. And all, all about boundaries. And Mort is oh, yeah. founder of Heartbeat shared, you know, growing up in his family, he yeah. cried a lot and his mom yeah. would like immediately run to him to soothe him. And his dad would say, let him cry. His voice will get stronger. <gasps> I so good. love that. I know. Me too. Okay, and it really dad with the and, sage wisdom. <laughs> and it's you know, I think the community like bend on that is like let them cry. There might be someone else who's better equipped to yes. comfort them. Yep. Or this is creating a really healthy space in our community for new leaders to rise up. And as a, a billion percent, I do not need to be. You are not the hero of the story, so stop trying nope. to be. You are mm, there. I know you're hot about that, <laughs> right? I know you're hot about that, girl. Tell them. <laughs> you just have this sense. You could always like. I don't know how you do it, but you can feel like you just you catch it for me. Um, 
yeah, you're not the hero of the story. So stop trying to be for everyone. That's not your role as a community manager. Your role is to be the guide to the people being heroes in their own story. Yep. Um, a million percent. And also be, being the hero and guiding them towards seeing their masterpiece at every turn. Right. Mm. I think we, we get so swept up as well. We, uh, who do I mean? I mean, us as professionals, us in the working world, us as women, we get so swept up in perfection. And when we don't hit it, we aren't good enough. We are inadequate. We mm. haven't hit the bar. And therefore, mm. you know, we don't deserve whatever these things are you've decided you don't deserve. And without having a mentor or an accountability partner or like what you or, or my girl Alex are for me as well. And Elisa is having people that are in your corner, like, dude, yeah, you, you slipped a little bit, but look at all the other things you did. And if you didn't yes. slip, you wouldn't now realize this thing that now that has yes. put you ahead, you know, who knows how many steps, months, weeks, whatever um, it took you to get there. So that's how I like to manage and lead is mm. I'm not going to answer every query. Bring in the perspective. Right. Yep. I'm not going to, but I'll give I'm you the perspective. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And if you, mm. if someone says, Hey, Vicky, where are you at? Like, why are you answering this? I will be fully transparent and be like, I want to see who is going to share. We're all in here together. I yep. also am part of this community, yep. interestingly enough. So like, look at it this way. And yep. I'm not your I, guru. that's what I would want. Right. I'm not your guru. So I would want you to give me the onus if I'm a leadership type, right? If I want to be mm -hmm. seen, give me the space to be seen. Don't stifle mm -hmm. the space um, in perfection and fast responses and hasty and all of that. Slow down, mm -hmm. slow down. It's truly all good. And mm -hmm. that just takes time and practice. You know, I, yeah. We are in a fast-paced world. We are fast-paced women. So we move at that rate and it takes mm -hmm. intention for like I would I would imagine both of us to be like, "You know what? I'm going to go ahead and slow down right now. This is Well, this is I'm doing a lot. In the community world, I think it's especially imperative that you have a boss who gives you permission to slow down. <sighs> to slow down. Hell yeah. And if you don't it's imperative that you ask. Reconsider. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn. I was like, quit. Okay. Yeah. That's true. I guess you could request it. Um, <laughs> or jump ship. Just do it. Just jump ship. You can swim, right? <laughs> not us. Not us. Or okay. maybe do the hard thing and ask for what you want. I don't know. Before, maybe before you jump Ooh. ship. Okay. <laughs> she said, she said, have self-compassion and be brave and ask for what you want. That's true. It ain't easy, but, I, but it's simple. Oh, I hear you on those boundaries though. That was, and that's so, so tough, especially like I, I gaze back on former Brie in a lot of empathy because you oh, don't yeah. know where those boundaries are. You're still figuring out how to balance what other people expect of you and what you're being told and what you're, you're very soft and flexible and yeah. moldable yeah. to what other people yeah. expect of you, which is like a really beautiful thing about youth. And so it's not, it's not, um, necessarily bad, but you also, you need the strong back along with the soft heart, you know, to bring in a little Brene Brown here. You okay. To... She said, I'm doing the inner work. Yes. <laughs> Let us know. You need, you need to have, you need to know 
slowly but surely where those boundaries lie. And then once you find them, articulate them and ask for what you need. And I, I was not, not very graceful about that at Seiko. And it led to like, uh, for me, when my boundaries are, when I don't honor my boundaries, all of that does is mm -hmm. it creates bitterness for me. And yep. so pure resentment. That's, and yeah, and that's, that's on me. That's not on the other yep. person. It's on me. And so, <clears throat> whew, yeah, tough stuff. Well, you're but... hitting on, you're hitting on a few things. One, having to do the inner work, <laughs> like mm -hmm. community is, is an interesting space in that I find if you're a community manager, you're overseeing humans in some way, shape or form. Maybe you didn't do the like, I have a psychology degree thing, but you did do the inner work thing. You did do the mm -hmm. uh, transformational coaching, performance mm -hmm. coaching, life coaching. You um, went to a retreat and, you did, and, and did shadow work, right? And if you didn't, you're going to sink or swim real fast. Real fast. You got to know yourself. That's the truth. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you don't, I, I, I'm trying to speak in use and wheeze. I'm trying to like speak about me more. So mm -hmm. I have found that in doing that inner work personally, mm -hmm. it allows me more um, compassion and empathy for mm -hmm. the people in the space to have space, giving them grace to recognize themselves, to recognize where they didn't hold themselves high, to recognize mm -hmm. where they fell short, right? And then, and then reflect. Um, and also, I didn't grow up with boundaries. Like, this is part of my inner work. I didn't grow up with boundaries. <laughs> I'm an only child. I have a nuclear family. It's me and my parents. Mm -hmm. Like, anytime someone was mad at somebody, everybody knew. Anytime someone was sad, everybody, everybody felt sad. There was just no... I'm yeah, sad so and it's just about me guys. It has nothing to do with you or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, and I also put on my performative mask, which I just thought was my personality, but I later came to find it was a coping mechanism for myself. Um, mm -hmm. Recognizing those things allowed me the time to say, oh, I'm allowed to have boundaries. <laughs> What are boundaries? <laughs> Google. Oh, okay. I see where like you start with those <laughs> and then asking a few of my friends what theirs are and lo and behold, like three had mm. some <laughs> and mm. most did it. Um, and it's like holding, <laughs> holding myself and the people that I love up to their own boundaries. It's, it's self-care. Mm. It's compassion for me. It's modeling the behavior I want to see, you know, Hey, I don't work mm. on the weekends. You guys don't need to either. Uh, yeah. Hey, my phone is not for anything except an emergency, like you're all the way in the hospital and dying. So any other time <laughs> you can hit me on Slack, <laughs> right? Like, oh yeah, it's a big one. Yep. And, and I just, I, I mean, that could be a whole other episode about like inner work mm. as it relates to community, like being in this industry, but I do find mm. it's vastly more crucial to have done and be doing that work if you're in this space. Cause we're a people space. You we can are. be an academic, but that don't mean you know how to do the stuff that don't, that yeah. does not mean you have the life experience to execute. So that's why I, yes. I love community as well, because it's not, there's no certificate. There's no, this is exactly how it's done. You go to the school, you go to that school, you, you get this level, that level, you start doing it and you get better at it. So. Yep. yep. And yeah, that's where I'm on that. I mean, spoken like someone who has done a lot of that inner work and it's you know it's like it's not a linear thing I think it's something that we'll we'll be doing for the rest of our lives right but I think there's a there's a 
basic, um, there's a low level need for awareness around what is your own stuff and what is the stuff in what's somebody else's stuff. <laughs> I found that in my yep. community management role where, yep. um, just, yeah, I mean, conflict, conflict between members, conflict mm -hmm. with, um, I said something that, that, that like upset somebody and oh, yeah. having the humility to recognize to one, know how to apologize well, which is a skill and art yes. in and of itself. Yes. Number, one. number two, the softness and open heartedness to recognize that you might not know it all and you made a mistake and mm, there are, is a process. Surely to... not. <laughs> I mean, not for me, but obviously for other people. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And then, and at the same time, like holding both of these things that like, the other, there are two people in this equation. And so sorting out what is your own stuff and what is someone else's stuff and, yeah, yep. and, and recognizing your own dignity and your own value. Like, I think I yes. spent a lot of time. Yes. I spent a lot of, it was easier early on to just sort of in just sort of like bow out and just be like, yep, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm just it's easier for me to just apologize. Like, I don't, I don't need to like have the inflated ego in this situation. I'm just, mm -hmm. I was wrong. But over time, I really, I really started to realize that there's certain, there are, there were several scenarios where I needed to own a little bit more of my own voice and okay. be willing to still apologize and op remain open to that softness, but also yeah. have that strong back worth like, and this is the situation. This might be also your own stuff. Doesn't necessarily mm. mean that it's it's um, mm -hmm. coming from me. So anyway, oof. I've got one question to wrap it up. Oh, go ahead. Tell me. <laughs> Tell me you're a community manager without telling me that you're a community oh. manager. Oh, oh god. Or builder or whatever. Okay, or whatever. Um Okay. Oh God. I, I swear I saw this hilarious reel. Honestly, I'm going to be looking for it while I'm talking and pretending that I'm going to share my answer in the moment. I think it's called, Hey, ah, oh, shit. I don't remember her thing, but maybe I'll put it in the show notes. So there's this like semi meme reel <laughs> and it's like, I'm the person that orchestrates the entire dinner so like if you have a group mm. of 10 people going to dinner like you're the one talking to the server mm. like let's and just m miming to them yeah let's get a round <laughs> of drinks here come on let's do this for this person oh she's gluten intolerant right like i'm definitely that person <laughs> always like working the edges but definitely i'm the person that makes everybody download split wise <laughs> because i know oh god help me i know what after working for a remote year and having a group of 50 digital nomads tied to me um <laughs> <laughs> the people will skeeter out of dinner and uh, not pay. So having having <laughs> this, oh God, I just think to myself, everyone is going to thank me after I've had them download this <laughs> and we get to the end of dinner and everyone's like, oh, we just have to put it in Splitwise. Amazing. And I feel like this weird little badge of identity, like, yeah, I did that. I did it. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> yes. Oh my yes. God. Yes. This this is my fundamental need to be needed. That oh, yeah. is, oh, God. that is what yep. that is. I'm like, I just, it's just like, the truth. I, 
I am like a workhorse. Like if I have a job, I just like am a thriving member of society. And if I do not feel like I have a necessary role, I become an absolute menace to society. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> I'm dead at menace to society. You are so intense, but yep. Mm -hmm. Same. <laughs> my, my tell me you're a community builder without telling me that you're a community builder is at the end of every trip that made it out of the group text you know so like we finally did yeah. it at the end yeah. of that yeah. i'm like i text like whoever my bestie is in that group and i'm yeah. like all caps i will never plan something like this again ever <gasps> yep. in mm -hmm. my life yeah she said mark I'm done. my words i'm finished i'm done that was it like had a blast had so much fun we'll never do it again and then two weeks later, know, two weeks later, I'm like, hey, what do y'all think about Argentina? Dead. <laughs> like, mind doors, anybody? Right. Totally forgot. I, Only remember I, the good things. Complete amnesia. Oh, complete amnesia. It is like I'm very dead. Because I but I love it. I like I love it. And it doesn't matter. But like what what always gets to me is like people's people's flakiness or like, you know, there's just people who bail last minute, people yeah. blah 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 blah. And it like yes. wears down, and you're like, never again. And then you're like, all right, we're back. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep, here we are. And guess what? I'm leading again. Shocker, everyone. Yeah. Shocking. Yep. Mm -hmm. Totally get it. So Brie, good. another well, excellent one. Another excellent one uh, <laughs> in our belts. I'm feeling revitalized and invigorated by these chats. <laughs> oh, gives me so much energy. Thanks, Vic. All right, make sure to check our show notes below for links to what we've discussed, our business services, and even a survey if you feel so inclined. I know that's right. And the best way to reach us is on LinkedIn. Follow or message us there, and we will see you next time. Next time.